You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with my husband, Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Here is episode 162, Restoration, Mitigation, and Remediation when it comes to black mold. Before we get started on this episode, a short or not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, Neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed herein. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 20 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all solo podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley, and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist, and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon about mold and dealing with mold in your home at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Steve Worsley. And if you're interested in scheduling a mold consultation over the phone consultation with Steve, you can be sure to find out more about those and his availability at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, we are on episode 162. Yes. Yeah, this episode was supposed to be last week. So for all our listeners, I apologize. I had to have a medical procedure done. So for the first time since we started this podcast, we had to just take a week off. So... Well, life, life happens. Yeah, I was just to say life happens. <laughs> life so. happens, so what can you do? I'm yep. glad that we are back this week, and this week we are talking about restoration, mitigation, and remediation when it comes to black mold. Those are all like big, fancy words. What exactly is the difference between those things? Well, by definition, mitigate means to minimize or reduce a hazard to make it less severe, whereas remediate and restoration means to restore things back to their original state. So you know, a lot of people say, well, how come you're not a restoration company? Or, you know, why are you, why do you call it a mitigation company? I decided a long time ago, and I, a lot of it's preference on top of what we do, but I like to say we're a mold mitigation company, not a restoration company, because we don't do restoration. What is the difference between rest, what's the difference between mitigation and remediation? Between mitigation and remediation? Mm-hmm. So for remediation, you bring it back to its original state. So if if you go in and uh, part of a roof is blown off during a wind and rainstorm, all the rafters get wet, insulation gets wet, water leaks down through the ceiling, you would go in there and for remediation, you would fix everything. You would, you know, once you tore out the sheetrock, you'd replace that. The shingles would be fixed, um, which is, it kind of brings up something. 
even in a, as mitigation, yeah, we might not fix the roof that caused the moisture intrusion, but we do require it to be fixed. But anyhow, for a full restoration company, typically once they're done, then everything's back to the way it was. Whereas what we do, the roof gets fixed. We come in, we remove all the moldy materials. We do the air scrubbers, all the fun stuff. And then we run air tests and then we walk away. So there's still a hole in the ceiling, not a hole in the roof. We wouldn't, like I said, we'd make sure the roof's fixed. But So that's the difference. And, and walk me through again, what is the difference between mitigation and restoration? Mitigation is to reduce the hazard. So meaning the indoor air quality concerns or make less severe. Whereas restoration is, is you restore it back to its original state. So is remediation the same thing as restoration? In my opinion, yes. Okay, so here's... But a lot of companies, the reason I say I threw the restoration in there is a lot of our competitors are restoration companies. That's that's how they classify themselves. When, you know, once again, it could be a play on words or how, however you want to say it. So what I'm trying to understand is where do the... Uh, what you call the mop-up companies come into play. Do the, the do the companies that you call, when you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, you realize that your fully furnished basement is flooded. After, let's say you come back from vacation, you realize your fully furnished basement is flooded. And lots of people call immediately because they came home at 11 o'clock at night. They call the rest, is it the restoration company? They call yeah. the mop-up company. Yeah. So so is a mop-up company, the ones you can call at 2 o'clock in the morning, who will come suck up all the water, but then also do the mold mitigation. Are those mop-up companies, do they consider themselves restoration, mitigation, or remediation companies? Well, I think it would be restoration and remediation. It could be either or. To me... Once again, to me, it's the same. Okay. It's the same thing. If you look up the definitions, I, I mean, I don't know. I would assume they're very similar. Uh, but yeah, those are those are the companies that would come in from the initial moisture intrusion event until everything's finished. And so the mop-up companies not only clean up the mess and then mitigate the mold, but they restore the home to what it Typically, was before? yes. Like yeah. carpet everything? Yeah. Yeah, and they sub... It's not that company, but they subcontract it all out. And, and, and they deal with the insurance companies and, you know, they take care of all that. Whereas when we deal with an insurance company, we only deal with the mitigation phase. So, and I know you've, you've put this in your books, but I think it's important for our listeners to sort of understand there are very clear reasons that you chose to take CNC contractor services into the realm of mitigation as a specialty mm-hmm. rather than restoration. What were those reasons? Well, the main reason was is I didn't want, first and foremost, to get that phone call at 11 o'clock at night or 2 o'clock in the morning. And honestly, our competitors, they probably don't take that call. It's just an answering service. Nobody's going to show up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um and even if you called your insurance company, it probably goes to their call center. So anyhow, um, the reason that, on top of that, the reason, my main reason is the fact that it's very common to have that company that comes in to do the mop-up. Their job is to get in there as soon as possible. They need to be in there before 48 hours uh uh, ends up because it only takes 48 hours for the mold to start reproducing or become viable. 
Um, we've talked about viable versus non-viable. But anyhow, if they don't do it properly, then then it then it can turn into a mold infestation. Now, a restoration company, if they come in and they do the mop up properly, there shouldn't be mold. Um, and when I say properly, I mean that's that's drying out carpet, carpet pads, subfloor, wall cavity, air drying. I mean it's complex if they do it right. It's not just a you come in and throw in a dehumidifier and a fan. Um, but anyhow, so they come in to do the mop up. Well, then if it turns into a mold situation, a mold infestation, they do the mitigation. Well, in my opinion, that's a major conflict of interest. Um, you know, it's like the, the, the person that starts the fire is the one that puts it out. Um, it's just not, in my opinion, it's not ethical. Our standards actually state that you shouldn't be doing that either. Um, but like I said, the main reason is, is it's just a major conflict of interest because a mop up, let's just say a typical mop up is about $5,000. That $5,000 mop up could turn into a $20,000 mold mitigation job. And, you know, I just don't feel it's ethical for CNC contractor services to, to do that and then try to explain, well, you know, we could have done, we could have missed something or whatever. We could have prevented that mold infestation. Absolutely. So really, it's about having a, a conflict of interest or an agency problem where, obviously, if the one company is the one who cleans up the mess but they also know that they're going to get the mold job afterwards. There, there really isn't a benefit financially to them if they hurry up and clean everything right. as quickly as they can, because that would reduce the bid on the, the mold exactly. part. So there is a piece of this that seems unethical if the goal is to make the money from the mold, but you're also cleaning it up. There's a conflict of interest exactly. between those two. Okay. Yep. Yeah, okay. it's... You know, it, it, it's, you know, if you look at the medical side, it'd be like a doctor or an orthopedic not treating something in the early stages. If they treated it properly, it would prevent surgery. Instead, they wait until they have to do surgery, which is a higher ticket item. Correct. Now, am I saying our competitors do that? I'm not saying it's done on purpose, but does that happen all the time? Absolutely. The mop-up company ends up doing mold mitigation. Well, and, and the other piece of it is, is it, when you're focusing on working with a company that does all of it, A, they probably don't have a specialization in any part of it. B, the people they're actually having to do it, you said some of it's subcontracted out. So you can't really attest to the quality of every phase that they're doing. And then you don't really know, like, you, it's hard to track down, well, how did they do on the last job? Well, depends on who's on shift today, who's on shift tomorrow. Exactly. You're not getting a consistency of care. Right. Right. And it, you know, our listeners know, um, I'm not aware of any company that, that does what, what we do at CNC, you know, with consultations, writing books, this podcast. It's just, we have decided to take just a a totally different path and you know the main reason like I said is is because of that conflict of interest and like you said it to me it's you know it's like the saying they say about a handyman jack of all trades master of none yes so we you know we want to master the mold side I'm not saying our competitors aren't masters of what they do they I'm, I'm not questioning that at all but we want to master the whole the whole mold as, aspect as far as 
How's it happening? What can we do to prevent it? I, I don't want our listeners to, to have to do mitigation. Of course, we make money doing that, but I'd prefer to never have to do mitigation. If we could, if we could get everybody to get on board to, to, to focus on prevention, we wouldn't have to worry about mold mitigation. So, you know, whereas a lot of other companies, that's their bread and butter making all that money. So, you know, it's just something, you know, the reason I want to do the podcast was to explain to our listeners what the difference is. You know, why isn't CNC Contractor Services like the competitors you see commercials about all the time? We're not ambulance chasers. We're not going to, you know, stage how many ever units right before a hurricane or we're not going to just hurry. Like right now, we're dealing with flooding in Yellowstone. We don't, we're not going to run, and we are, we are uh, SAM verified, so we are federal contractors. We're not going to run up there and, and say, hey, you know, we, we, we could do all this mop up and then we'll fix the mold. We just, that's just not how we operate. And I don't like to operate that way, if that, that makes sense. That does make a lot of sense. So, so you began walking us through a restor, like an example of restoration. Walk us through what is a what is an example of a mitigation job? How is that? So you talked about the roof example, which was restoration. If you were to take care of the mold and then replace the part of the roof, that's restoration. But what does a mitigation job? Well, the restoration like? would also be putting the insulation back in, putting the sheetrock and the ceiling back in. The only thing, if we were to do the mitigation or what CNC Contractor Services does, we don't come in. And a better way I could have said it earlier is we don't come in until there is a known mold infestation. We're not there to do any mop up. So for the for the mold mitigation, we would require, and there are times that we have to we have to actually fix the defect that led to the moisture intrusion concern. It's not that often, but we we do do it if we need to. But let's just say we were going to fix that, we would replace whatever section of roof that needed to be replaced to prevent water from coming in. We would come in and we would do the mitigation phase, which would be, um, you know, removal of sheetrock, removal of insulation, treat all materials, uh, wood framing materials. You know, that would involve, and our listeners know I don't go through our whole process, but we utilize a lot of equipment um, such as air scrubbers, ozone machines, a lot of chemicals we do use. Obviously, we use all the proper uh, PPE um, and you know, more or less, once we're done with mitigating and meaning getting rid of that, the mold concerns that we estimated, we run air tests and we're done. So when we're done, there's still going to be a hole in the ceiling. There's still going to be insulation missing. They're, they still are going to have to have those things addressed. Okay. So then it really, and also you said something really important. You're not coming in to see if there is a mold issue. You're coming right. in once a mold issue has been clearly identified. Right. Yep. Okay. And, you know, our, I, I know our listeners know this. You know, we do, obviously, mold inspections. We do VPAs, uh, virtual property assessments, mold testing. Um, so we do come in to see if there is a mold concern. Now, if, if we are the company that discovers the mold concern, per a visual inspection and air testing, it is always in our paperwork that we always recommend another company, so our competitors, to come in and give an estimate for mitigation. Because I don't want to be looked at like, oh, so he comes in and does a $500 um, inspection and mold testing, and now he wants to charge us $10,000 to mitigate. 
that's goes back to restoration versus mitigation. I don't want C&C to be viewed that way. So we do, we do participate in the initial discovery phase when it's not something like a flood. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So we do discover we're not always there to just do mold mitigation per se. So at the so at the end of the day, it really sounds like you want listeners to understand that there is definitely a difference between restoration and remediation versus mitigation. Correct. And so when they're calling people to get somebody over to, to handle mold in their house, it's important for them to know the difference so they know who they're hiring. Right. Yeah, and our, that, that is a, a very important thing. And, I, and I, I'm very clear with our clients, not our listeners, but my clients when we do mitigation, I am very clear that we do not replace anything. If we remove tubs, toilets, vanities, we do not replace anything. So I'm clear with them that we don't do that. If if they're surprised when we're done that we didn't rehab it, is what I call, put everything back together, it's in the contract. It's all over in the estimate. But some, you know, some of our listeners might be having to have mitigation done. They need to make sure that that company whether they're called a restoration company or not, that they are going to what I call rehab it and put everything back together. Because that's the last thing they want is $20,000 to only go to mitigation, and then they thought that that included the sailing sheetrock and all that when it doesn't. Exactly. So our listeners do need to know, ask those questions. Um, you know, that's... I was going to promote our books, but that's, you know, we do... We do consultations for clients that are in a mitigation phase of a project. So, and that's one thing we make sure that they know. Make sure the company you have coming in is very clear as to what they're going to do. Absolutely. Sounds like that's your call to action for people. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So, and, and if you're listening to this and you're like, I still feel kind of clueless about this and I need to hire somebody, then going with Steve's consultations becomes super important because he will help customize and walk through the plan for you yep you know feel free to reach out send send us an email um one thing uh we need to change on the website on our contact form and i want to tell our listeners if you do reach out to me i'll get back to you as soon as i can but make sure you monitor your junk folder because for some reason my email address and it's at cnc contracted services Sometimes our stuff just ends up in junk, and I don't know why, but but make sure if you reach out that you're monitoring your junk folder. Absolutely. Check your spam folder and feel free to email anytime. Yep. All right. You heard it. We'll talk to you in the next episode. Prevent toxic mold exposure before it gets in your home. Download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist. Again, download Steve's free mold investigation checklist at tinyurl.com forward slash CNC mold checklist.